This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where I read evergreen articles on real estate investing so you can still learn while you're on the go. If you just found the show on this Wednesday, welcome. And please tap the subscribe button so you'll get these automatically delivered to you every day, including weekends. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's what $27 trillion in debt looks like by Andrew Sirios. In case you've had your head comfortably situated beneath the sand for a very long time now, you are well aware that the United States is awash in debt. Government debt, municipal debt, corporate debt, personal debt, mortgage debt, student loan debt, car debt, and credit card debt, etc. However, for this podcast, we'll focus exclusively on the massive federal government debt. A debt that, especially with the massive deficit the United States ran in 2020, a cool $3.7 trillion, is becoming quite a problem. Charting America's Debt Visual Capitalist has released another analysis filled with their usual nifty visuals that puts the sheer quantity of the government's rapidly increasing debt into perspective. The rapidly climbing chart actually looks much better than it is, because, as we can see in the chart, 2020 is broken out into quarters and doesn't even go all the way until the end of the year. Indeed, the chart appears to be exponential, which is not a good thing when it comes to debt. After all, What can't go on forever, doesn't. At least regarding the deficit, however, things are projected to improve and get back to a more... normal deficit. Unfortunately, it is still not projected to get anywhere near a balanced budget anytime soon. Indeed, over the last 35 years, we only had a positive surplus for a very short while in the late 90s. 
The debt, on the other hand, has grown enormously both in real terms and as a percentage of GDP. In visual capitalist notes, U.S. debt was relatively moderate between 1994 to 2007, averaging 60% of GDP over the time frame. This took a drastic turn during the global financial crisis, with debt climbing to 95% of GDP by 2012. Since then, America's debt has only increased in relative size. In April 2020, with the COVID-19 pandemic in full force, it reached a record 122% of GDP. This may sound troubling at first, but there are a few caveats. The government debt has effectively doubled over the past 15 years. And of course, as every borrower knows all too well, this amount of debt comes with very large interest payments that continue year in and year out as the debt grows larger. For fiscal year 2019, this was approximately $327 billion per visual capitalist. Components of the federal debt the piece by Visual Capitalist also notes where all of this spending goes. A full 62.2% of spending, or $2.735 trillion, goes to mandatory spending, including things like health programs, $1.1 trillion, Social Security, $1 trillion, and Income Security, $301 billion. 30.4%, or $1.338 trillion, goes to discretionary spending which includes things like transportation, $100 billion, and education, $72 billion. But by far, the most goes to the military at $677 billion, which accounts for 37% of the entire world's military spending. <laughs> and again, there's that pesky $327 billion bucks that goes towards debt service. I should note that this doesn't include state and municipal government spending, which is where most of the spending for things like education comes from. Revenue is a bit simpler and smaller and comes from the following sources. Individual income taxes, 50% of revenues. Payroll taxes, 36% of revenue. Corporate income taxes, 7%. And it goes on from there. Total revenue, $3.4 trillion. Understanding Federal Spending Visual capitalist also helps us visualize this massive spending and where it goes comes from in another helpful chart. Visual capitalist concludes, Looking beyond COVID-19, however, does reveal some warning signs. One frequent criticism of the ever-growing national debt is its associated interest costs, which could cannibalize investment in other areas. In fact, the effects of this dilemma are already becoming apparent. Over the past decade, the U.S. has spent more on interest than it has on programs such as veterans' benefits and education. In my own judgment, we don't face a short-term crisis, but if interest rates rise, things could get very ugly and the government will likely have to raise taxes at the same time interest rates are climbing. In other words, a recession and possibly a very bad one. By no means does this mean you should stop investing, but it should encourage a bit of caution. You made it through another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Did you learn something new? If you still have questions about this subject, jump onto the forums at biggerpockets.com forum. It's like being at a 24-7 networking event without the business cards and 
Awkward small talk. Otherwise, you know the drill. We'll have another episode waiting for you in the morning.